time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. It's another edition of the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Glenn Mosseller, founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting and a registered financial consultant. We're glad to have him on the show as always. And on today's program, we're going to talk about the five 401k mistakes you need to avoid. So if you have a 401k, perk those ears up, listen closely to today's episode, because you know what? Saving in your 401k can be pretty easy and painless and a great way to build your retirement savings. But because it's so easy and painless, Glenn, it can also be easy to ignore for long periods of time, and that can often lead to mistakes when we're not paying attention to something. So we've outlined five mistakes that people make in their 401ks that we want to highlight on today's show. You ready to rock and roll with these today, Glenn? Yeah, Walter, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Number one, leaving money invested in a former employer's 401k plan instead of rolling it over to an IRA. Why is that such a bad thing? Well, Walter, I mean, the, you know, the idea of leaving something behind is typically, you know, I mean, again, it's 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 not a, it's not an always, you know, an all size fits, you know, you know, every you know everybody fits into the same mold kind of a scenario, but typically it's not really a great idea to leave things behind. It kind of le- you know kind of ends up you know complicating your you know your financial life, you know whether to you know where to what to do with the money and and so forth. You know sometimes has to do with. How old are you? You know, are you, um, how much money is actually sitting in that account? You know, should you roll it over into an IRA? Should you possibly consider the idea of maybe rolling it over into, uh, into the, you know, the, the new employer's, you know, 401k plan? You know, both of those, you know, may well be, you know, something to consider. You know, one thing that you might want to consider as well is, is you know, if, if you, if you want to ro- rolling it over into an IRA has some you know, definite benefits to that in, in that you, you have a, you know, normally you have a, a quite a few more choices as to you know what you can do and how you can do it but you also have you know there's a few things that you know that you that you might miss out on if you, if you were in you know, if you had money in your in your um, you know employers your current employers 401k you know k plan you know, you might have access to money under certain you know, scenarios. If you if you had a, if you had an emergency, you know, you 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 may want to be able to take a you know a loan where you couldn't do that with an IRA. You know, well, some sometimes you you want to ask the questions of the of the you know either, either um, human resources or to the you know to the custodian as to well, if I was to roll money into an IRA, can I then move money you know from an IRA back into to this four hundred one k? Sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes the answer is no. Um, and you know. And, the, and that might, you know, influence your decision. But what I would really suggest is, is you know, evaluate it. You know, look at all the different scenarios. And certainly, you know, you want to talk to, a, you know, an advisor or two if you already have have an advisor that you're working with. You know, explore it with them and see it. You know, that which one makes mo- makes most sense. But it's it's pretty rare that you know leaving it behind, you know, ends up being a good idea because then you have you have money here and you have money there, and it's hard to kind of keep up with. And invariably, most people will end up, you know, kind of either forgetting about it or if they even if they don't forget about it, they don't maybe. Pay Pay close enough attention to it. Whereas if it's if it's in the you know the accounts that they're that they're looking at you know more more consistently, then that might be a you know scenario where they're it's certainly going to be better off in in terms of you know having it you know in front of mind rather than you know having it here and there and everywhere. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense, Glenn, and uh, appreciate your perspective on that because uh, yeah, it's not something I think would I would naturally think of a bad thing uh, of leaving that four hundred one k behind. So that's a good one to be aware of. Um, uh, number two uh, on our top five list of mistakes inside your 401k, uh, failing to rebalance often enough. 
There's a lot in there. Like rebalance, what is that first of all? And then often enough, well, how often is enough? Right. Well, Walter, I mean, again, it's kind of a, a not, not a one size fits all, right? You know, kind of look at, you know, your age, you know, in terms of, you know, what, do you, what you know, how do you want your allocations to be? If you've had a scenario where certain things have happened in the marketplace and you had a big run up in a certain portion of your portfolio or something in, in your portfolio has done, you know, really poorly. There's situations where you want to you want to rebalance that because you know it tends to be that, that things kind of revert back to the you know to the mean you know and and you know you you want to you want to kind of make sure that you know you're not overloaded in in one area versus another and you know in, inadvertently you know you want to be kind of paying attention you know it, it's you know so, sometimes you know folks can look at it you know every you know every so often it really you know it, it's it's not a bad idea to just kind of keep your eye on it all the time because you know markets move when and when they move they move but sometimes they you know they they don't they don't move as quickly and so it's it's not necessarily tied to time it's it's you know what has happened during that time and you know you you may you may not have to do a lot of rebalancing and you know in, in a particular period of time but maybe you know you know a year from now and you look at a similar time frame it's like well wait hey, a lot a lot happened here in the marketplace so it's really something that, that at least from my perspective you know you you just kind of keep an eye on all the time and you you know you just and you, and you pay attention it's like okay well, how much is here and how much is there and if you're getting closer to retirement, the, you know, then that's a real red flag to be thinking in terms of, okay, I'm, I'm probably, you know, I'm not, I'm not 30 or 40 or maybe even in my early 50s anymore. I really need to be thinking, you know, am I positioned properly to be able to transition into retirement? And if, you know, if the, if the markets don't really go, you know, go my way, you know, and, and I'm, I'm overexposed in one, one place or another, is that going to, you know, if, if it doesn't go right, am I going to be, am I going to have to be forced into working longer because, you know, my, my money wasn't, wasn't really quite ready, so to speak, because, you know, the, the markets took a turn and you, and you were, you know, out of balance. So you really want to be, you know, asking a, a lot of those questions. And again, you know, having, having an advisor that you work with can be really valuable to, you know, to, to have and, you know, bounce ideas off at, of, you know, ask questions of and, you know, and plan together, you know, to, to make sure that, you, you know, that you're, that you're really getting ready for, you know, for that, for that you know, move over and that, and that transition to retirement. I appreciate that one as well, Glenn. Failing to rebalance often enough. Good financial education there uh, on today's show. What about this mistake, Glenn? Sticking all of your money in a target date fund and assuming that your account is now customized to your needs. Well, isn't that the point of the target date funds? Hey, here's the, the year I want to retire, and here's a fund that's specifically made for that year. Boom, I'm good to go. Yeah, well, that that's at least the theory, Walter, and that's certainly the marketing to it. The challenge is, is that, you know, if you really look at, if you look in the internals of the, of, of a lot of those things, they're, they're not necessarily all of what they seem. And they're, they're, they're not, you know, they, they, you can, you can look at as, you know, target date fund that, um, you know, and then look at the same date and look at two different funds and they can be, you know, pretty dramatically different in terms of, you know, how they're balanced and whatnot. So it's, you, you really got to pay attention and look into the details of it and, and, and really make a determination. Does it make sense to have your money there or all of your money there? Maybe it makes sense to have some of your money there. Maybe it makes sense, you know, if you're, if you're close to retirement and you're, and you're wanting to, you know, to, you know, kind of, you know, get a little bit of a head start, you know, in terms of your planning and, positioning money maybe maybe there there are some choices that you'd like to make that are not inside of your of your 401k and maybe it makes sense to to possibly even look at it you know doing in what's called an in-service rollover you know to be able to you know more specifically target what you're wanting your money to do and when you're wanting it wanting to do it there's there's a lot of different scenarios there and 
And um, I think I think that you know a lot of the fund companies have done a very good job in terms of marketing of of calling you know of of of, of saying well here's your target date fund and you know and and you know just put your money there and you're going to be fine and you know it's it's more often than not there's 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 more to it and not to su- suggest that those that those funds are necessarily bad funds but you know they're they're not necessarily what you are thinking that they are um you know in, in all cases and you really want to kind of take a little closer look and you know and 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 you know and then take your time and and like anything i mean when you're when you're dealing with your money and you're and you're positioning it in, in such a way particularly in a, in a, an account that can vary in its value and it can go up and down in value you want to just really realize you know it's like how exposed are you to different parts of the marketplace and and um you know a target date fund you know might end up being a good idea but it also you know like i say sometimes you you know you can be unpleasantly surprised because you know what you thought to be true may not end up being the case and and that's you know that that's something that you don't you don't want to end up being you know it's like an oops or oh shoot i mean, i i didn't realize that i i thought it was this and it really wasn't and um and i can't emphasize that enough i've i've looked at a lot of these and and they're not they're not necessarily very consistent across the board. Not consistent across the board. Good takeaway about those target date funds. Let's keep that in mind. All right, mistake number four, Glenn, on our 401k mistake list. Assuming that the 401k plan views you as the client. Hmm, this is an interesting one. I, I, I guess the theory here is that you're not. The employer is really the client of the 401k. Well, that's exactly right, Walter. Right? I mean, they didn't come to you if you were an employee, and you know, and say, you know, well, you know, hey, you know, w- w- you know, we would like to put this four hundred one k plan in place here at the, where you work. Right? They, they, they were talking to you know to the employers or the you know the people who were putting that you know, making those decisions for the company. Right. And so they're really the 401k plans client, not, you know, not, not the employee. Now that's not to say that there's not some customer service there for the employees and, the, and things like that. Cause, you know, there typically is, you know, now whether, you know, the, the depth of that and, you know, and, you know, how helpful it is. I mean, that, that's another question. I've, I've seen situations where they're, where they're sometimes they're quite helpful and I've seen other situations where they're not really helpful at all and, and anything and everything in between. But you kind of realize that you know when you when you look at it, if you, you know if you're looking at it with the eyes wide open, that you know you're not really the client when it comes to your 401k. You know what I mean, and and so you know that 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 kind of leads you to to the idea of some of the things we've talked about before in terms of leaving money behind at you know at former employers or you know whether or not you want to you know do it you know look at you know possibility of you know of doing any kind of a rollover prior to you know your separation of service. Most plans will you know will let you do that you know when you're 59 and a half or older you know not every plan will let you do that but a lot of them will and sometimes that that, that ends up being a good, a good plan there are other times when it's not sometimes you're better off you know leaving it in place depending upon you know your particular situation and the advisor you're working with and what your objectives are you know and your you know all all the different scenarios you know what other accounts do you have what what accounts does your spouse have if you're married you know you know, you know is there an age difference you know there's you know what you, your your plan is going to be different than the next person's you know as we as we've talked about before but the key is is that you you know you want to be you want to be kind of as to the extent you can be you want to be working with either you know an institution or or an individual advisor you know that you are their client and so they they've got your best interest at heart 
you know, and, you know, and obviously, you know, that, that gets into the, the whole realm of, you know, are they a fiduciary and, and or, or not? And, you know, do, you know, they require to, you know, act in your best interest. And certainly, you know, and, you know, and, and, and when you're getting into some different work plans, you know, it, it's, it's not exactly what you might think it is. And so again, just do a little, do a little homework and a little detective work and, you know, and, and talking to an advisor or two is probably not a bad idea. All right, we've been talking about these 401k mistakes, five of them to be aware of and to avoid or fix if you've made these mistakes before. Uh, And our fifth and final one is not considering the Roth option in your 401k if it's available to you. Tell us all about that one, Glenn. Well, that's exactly right, Walter. I mean, I think we've talked about this on a number of shows in terms of, uh, in terms of, you know, you're, as you're moving towards retirement and you're putting money away for your retirement years, you know, one of the, one of the things that you've got to, you've got to really be fully aware of is, is that money that's, that's going into your 401k or your 403b or that type of an account, those are, you know, some of your wages that you're not really putting into your checking account, right? Or they're, they're not being deposited in your checking or savings. They're going into, you know, this retirement account. And if it's going into the traditional, you know, um, 401k, i.e. it's, it's pre-tax dollars, then what you're doing is is you're you're making an agreement with the government to say okay I'm going to defer some of my wages and you're and you're not going to tax me on these wages now when I when I actually earn the money I'm making the agreement with the, with the government to say okay I'm going to be taxed on these wages that I'm deferring into the future when I draw them out of the account and so that you know on the surface it's like okay well you know what's the big deal there well, again, it depends upon your situation. You know, how much have you saved into that account? How much have you and your spouse collectively saved in there? What other assets do you have? Is there a pension? You know, what is going to be the treatment of of the of those funds when they when they're when they're drawn out? You know, in terms of the tax code, will it affect you know how your social security is either taxed or not taxed? And so, there's no such thing as a one size fits all, as we've talked about many times. But there's, you know, you want to, you know, evaluate if there's a if there's a Roth option inside of your the 401k in your workplace, you know, you want to make a determination as to does it make sense to put money in there? You know, that that simply means that you're going to you're going to have to pay taxes on the money that goes in there now because you pay taxes first and then the money you put in is is no longer taxed and, and the earnings that it, that it could potentially have are not taxed either, which, you know, on the surface, some people say, well, golly, that's great. I mean, I'll just put all my money there. Well, again, you, you be careful because it's, you know, that you, 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 generalizations tend to, tend to, you know, tend to get you in trouble sometimes because you, you want to make sure, think about it like this. If you had all of your money that was going to be tax free in retirement, a lot of people would say, well, that would be great. Well, the, the challenge is, is if you, if you remember your tax return, there's these things called deductions, right? And so when you have certain amount of income, then you get, take the deductions against that and you go from your adjusted gross income minus your deductions equal, equals your taxable income. And so that's where your tax bill really comes from is, is that taxable income line. And if everything you have is, is tax free, well, then that means you're very likely going to have some deductions that go to waste and you don't want to do that. So again, it's, it's finding the right balance of having, you know, should I have this much in, in this type of an account, a pre-tax or, or Roth account or, or whatnot. And that, and that typically is going to be a scenario where you're going to have some conversation with your advisor, maybe your tax 
you know, your, your tax preparer, you know, or maybe a combination of both. And, and if you're not finding that, that kind of uh, conversation coming up when you're, when you're meeting with your advisor, it might be a scenario where you might want to consider at least getting a second opinion because, you know, it, it's not necessarily how much you have in the account is as much as it is about how much are you going to actually be able to keep and, and do you have money in certain accounts that as you take it out will cause it will cause taxation on other income that you that you weren't expecting. That's actually something that, that can in fact happen if you're not doing that as part of your of your what I call your retirement diversification and looking at that as as, as part of how how you're how you're putting your plan together rather than just thinking, okay, well, I'm gonna put it all in this type of an account and only thinking about your, you know, your asset allocations and how much you have in, you know, in either, you know, stocks or bonds or, you know, or different other things that are, you know, that are out there and possible for your for your retirement accounts. But you really got to think in terms of how much of this is going to be subject to taxation? How much do I want to have subject to taxation? And, you know, do I, you know, how many deductions am I likely to have? And how does this combine with my spouse and my and my social security and everything else? And it, it becomes it becomes a whole nother level of planning, Walter, but it's really important because you know if 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 you ask the question of most people you know whether what what do you think is going to likely happen to tax rates in the future i virtually everybody i talk to thinks that thinks that tax rates are likely to go higher into the future and if you're putting all your money into uh into accounts that the taxes are going to be calculated later on you might actually end up being you know creating a scenario where you're putting money in to pay even more taxes on it later so, and again, that's not necessarily always the case, but it can be. So really make sure you're, you're delving into this type of planning and asking these kind of questions and making sure that you, you, know, you, you know whether or not it makes sense for you to take advantage of, of, of the Roth you know, provisions in, within the 401k. And if so, you know, to, to what degree do you take advantage of it? There you go. We have uh, five 401k mistakes for you that you need to avoid. If you don't know how to avoid those mistakes or you've made some of these mistakes already and you need to fix some of those issues and some of those problems, don't hesitate to reach out to Glenn and the team today. Here's how to do it. You can reach out to Roadmap Financial Consulting and Glenn Mosseller by dialing 336-291-3535. That's 336-291-3535. Or go online to Roadmap Financial dot com again that's roadmapfinancial.com and click the free consultation button and you can schedule a time to meet either in person in the office in greensboro north carolina or via zoom from anywhere you may happen to be it's easy to get in touch easy to start that conversation and honestly easy to avoid these mistakes with proper planning um, easy to make them however if you're not paying attention not aware and uh, these can slip in there um, very quickly if you're not careful so make sure you're making proper decisions when it comes to your 401k and that it happens in the context of the rest of your financial and retirement plan so don't hesitate to reach out to Glenn if you have any questions at all about something we talked about today, roadmapfinancial.com, or again, call 336-291-3535. Glenn, thanks for all the help on the show today. This was fun, and uh, we'll do it again next week. All right, Walter, take care. All right, new episodes every week. We'll talk to you again next time back here on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Roadmap Podcast. 